0: Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Callie Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, so why don't you start by introducing yourself to us?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Jason Dodge. I'm the founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing, a Grand Rapids, Michigan-based search engine marketing firm. So we focus on honest search engine optimization and search engine marketing.
0: So, what, what do you think is really important to know about what you do? Because those are a lot of words that people, I think, know how to say <laughs> sure. and throw out, but not necessarily right. what that means.
1: Right. So, what it means is we don't build websites. Good. So, we make them better for search. So, uh, when someone uh, Googles, uh, you know, one of our clients, when someone Googles something related to them, that their site is populated in the search results in, in a positive fashion. Um, you know, higher in the ranks, if you will, um, but that happens both organically, so in in unpaid versions, which is the SEO side, as well as the paid versions, which is the SEM side, what a lot of people might refer to it as.
0: So how does how does a company kind of start? Like, where do they, they come to you and they say, we want to be on the top list, and then you say, <laughs> perfect, so does everyone yeah, else. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, okay, goodbye. No, um, <laughs> Yeah, it really can start that way. I think the conversation starts in, in, in multiple facets. Um, and I might take a step back and say who we typically work really well with. And we work really well with, with individuals who kind of understand the, the level of complexity that comes with search and that it's always changing. And so it's individuals who have kind of gotten to a certain point and, and need additional help and they understand much like a much like a PR professional, much like communications professional, they understand that that's a that's a particular skill. And things are always changing. So things are always changing in the world of social and things are always changing in the world of of Google's eyes. And it's our job to be a specialist in that and to try and keep a finger on the pulse of what's changing with with algorithms and and to develop strategies that continuously help our client sites grow. So um, in a lot of situations, yes, someone might come to us and say, um, you know, in, in general, we're looking to increase our traffic from search, or the other side of that is, gee, we were doing really great, and then all of a sudden, the bottom dropped out, mm-hmm. and, and we started to uh, lose positioning, lose traffic from search, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that might be the organic side, but then the paid side is, hey, we've been doing uh, well organically or, or organic doesn't even come up and we we get right into, well, how do we stay ahead of our competitors? Or we want to test the market out for these types of services or these types of products. Um, then we get into the discussions about pay to play and, and, and paid search. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so you were supposed to come in and talk to us this yes. week. Um, and now it's going to be the meeting that never was, but now is only <laughs> on podcast. So it's a good thing that we have listeners. But um, so, kind of walk us through what what were some of the things that you were going to talk to us about?
1: Um, yeah, I think the the general theme that we were gonna that we were gonna go after and, and discuss was really um, not necessarily go super in depth on on SEO SEM type strategies tactics, but more or less uh, just general knowledge uh, what you should be prepared for, um, as well as you know how can we measure digital strategies in general. So if part of our job as uh, as a search marketing firm is is getting people to a site, the other part is getting them to do what we want them to do, which is uh, take action, convert, buy, that type of thing. Um, but through all that, we have to track and we have to measure. So there's, there's metrics uh, or key performance indicators that are put into place. And how do we go about doing that? What are some of the tools that are available to, um, to listeners, to to students, audiences who it might be what's free, what's premium, um, and and what are the things that we're typically the most concerned with, or at, at a really top level.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know I I personally have done very minimal with SEO, but recently um, I worked on an e-commerce mm-hmm. branch of a of a corporate, and I got to play with Google Analytics. Cool, and that was so fun. Good, um, but I also felt like I did it know what a lot of the things meant besides like obviously spikes good low <laughs> bad like yeah like yeah. looking at you know kind of some general understanding of things mm-hmm. but how do you think um if someone is thrown into that position they say okay here's here's some analytics figure it out or run with it like what are some things you know
1: yeah i think i think it really comes down to you know you have to ask some there's always the general who what when type questions and that can all be defined by um, you know where did they come from? So what channel did they come in from? Was it Google? Was it Bing? Was it was it Facebook? Was it Twitter? Was it so social channels, search channels, direct, um, email, and we really want to refer to those as channels, right? Because that's how industry wide we discuss those as channels. Those are inbound channels um, that are that are bringing traffic in by multiple means, and so really just even understanding what those channels are can help you. Um, so when we talk about search, what are within that channel, within that vertical, who are the players in there? Within social, who are the players in there? And, and being able to look at those um, kinda um, independent of, of one another, but also together so you can understand how they, they influence and affect each other is, is really key. So where's the traffic coming in from? And then how are those individuals from that channel interacting with the site mm-hmm. so just because we saw this great increase in inorganic um, search traffic um, we're gonna have to go back and ask well, well why did that happen you know did we did we do something on the site so we talk about e-commerce in general here and and right now for, for this time period you know it's the holidays do we make a bunch of you know do we make a bunch of major changes leading up to the holidays or, or do we chalk it up to general it's the holidays and people are shopping more for right. our, our particular brand? Um, so having an understanding not only of just baseline analytics, but also good business acumen to understand the cyclical nature of a business and changes that are happening. I think, I think if you understand those, you're, it's much easier to attribute what, um, what is actually happening, what that data is saying. You know, right. if, you, if you look at case in point, we had a client recently that this was an e-commerce client well-known brand national brand uh getting a lot of traction and we had just come off of black friday cyber monday sales and all of a sudden organic search traffic just pegged just spiked Mm -hmm. on the tuesday after cyber monday and we kind of strategized sat around whiteboarded out multiple scenarios as to why this was doing really great and what was going on when ultimately what happened was is the brand was uh, featured or refeatured mm. on national TV. Okay. It had nothing to do with digital channels, online channels. It had everything to do with what happened offline. Right. So it was a perfect case of like analog to digital in terms of understanding like the media mix. And we ended up uh, being notified from their, their PR comm team that, yeah, by the way, they were featured <laughs> here. Um Unbeknownst to us, like complete surprise to the com team, to the company, to us, and and in the end, we saw this massive, and we're talking like five thousand percent increase in in organic search traffic and sales from that too, mm-hmm. and. And the only thing that we knew was, oh my god, like what happened? Was it was it from all the promos that we yeah. that we did, and and then people on the backside were searching for this brand? No, far from you know that yeah. was that not, was such you're not a that fallacy. great. Unfortunately, no, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly, yeah, we're not we're not that good. Yeah, uh, no, pretty good, pretty good, yeah. definitely good, but right, but no brand is that good, right? Um, and but what we ended up seeing then in the couple days to follow was was branded searches actually increased. So mm-hmm. when we see Okay, organic traffic just spiked, as I said, and we know it was related to this nationally televised event. Well, then we went back and looked at data, you know, 48 hours after the fact, once that kind of indexed and and the data was actually more refined, um, not as raw, we could see that it was heavy brand searches. So it it wasn't just product X, product Y, it was very much, Company name mm-hmm. and um, and so that that was really I mean for us it was really cool to see and right. kind of geek out on it. Initially right. we're like oh my god what happened we did it yeah this is great <laughs> we made it. But really in the end you have to have an understanding and everyone mm-hmm. the true statement of everyone needs to be communicating with each other. We can't live in these silos of oh well that's the that's the SEO team or that's the DevOps team or that's the design team or the PR and com team. I mean if if All those teams, you can have respective teams and jobs and duties, but if you're not talking to one another, you're not doing anybody any good, whether you're agency side or or Mm -hmm. in-house. You have to have a good understanding, top level of what others are doing, as well as what the data is communicating to you.
0: Right. So So in terms of working, because you guys work, so you're external brought Mm -hmm. into a company. Mm -hmm. So do you think that that... Well, I guess what makes it different between having in-house and having someone like, like you guys come in? Because, I mean, there's a lot of communication, and I feel like it may, might make communication a little bit harder. But then I also feel like, you know, you guys, this is your, this is your thing.
1: Yeah, no. It, the, and, and your latter statement really hits a nail on the head, right? Because we, we only do search, right? So we're not, we don't sit here and make claims that we do uh, tons and tons of email marketing. And that we do uh, a ton of, you know, website design and no, 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 we don't even, you know, we don't do, we're not going to sit here and manage social media day to day, right? We we're very, uh, I feel that we're very good at what we do. And I I make the same, we, we understand what we're not good at and we just stay away from that. Mm -hmm. And we focus very intently on what we do well. And we then can figure out the ways in which what we do well integrates with other teams. So when you're you're working on pitches, uh, when you're working on uh, content calendars and building that out, what do our next steps look like in you know in a three month, six month of of content marketing plan, mm-hmm. as well as social media, that all plays together, and it all can be either influenced by search or can influence search. Right. So how can we all work together in this kind of symbiotic relationship, and and have a good understanding of of which. Pieces, parts are moving here and there. As to whether or not uh, uh, a company hires us, versus you know, uh, in in some cases we'll integrate right in with the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps client has a designer, developer that we're working with on a new site redesign, and we're brought in on the search, on the organic search side. Um, sometimes we get hired by the agency because they are a design and dev shop. Don't, you know, again, they want to focus on their craft, we focus on our craft. Right. Um, don't have the expenditures of, of an SEO person year round. Mm-hmm. There are some cases, especially when you get into large e commerce players, where it might be more beneficial to have an individual in house, especially when we get into PPC campaigns mm-hmm. and the paid search or search engine marketing side of things, where, um, it might be more beneficial or cost-effective to have that individual in-house if they're a good at their job uh, and turn results, and and b um, are good at their job and turn results, right? Right. right. Um, because we can make a we can make a quick dollar and cents uh, claim as to why it might be beneficial to go one way or another. Um, so hopefully
0: that yeah that definitely kind of better explains yes where I'm going <laughs> yes. Um, so what about, you talked about just PPC, so pay, like pay-per-click. Mm-hmm, so how mm-hmm. about you talk about that a little bit for if anyone is really yep. not sure on yeah, SEO. Yeah. I luckily, again, I'm trying, <laughs> I know Jason <laughs> yep. and I've done projects on Jason and also SEO for the most part. So I'm trying to make sure that everything is kind of sure. covered.
1: Yeah. So we, we talked all over the map here, but the, the big distinct differences are, um, when you go and do a Google search, let's just kind of stick with the, the Google, uh, the Google suite, if you will. Um, you go and do a Google search, and you know, typically now your top, you know, your top three and four uh, positions are going to be paid. Um, in some cases, depending on what you search for, it could be a mix of shopping campaigns. Um, if it's consumer goods, it's definitely going to be shopping campaigns are going to be listed in there, so uh, direct buy type things, as well as uh, product listings or local businesses. Um, Google did away with the right rail. We used to have ads in the sidebar. Uh, that went away uh, early in the spring 2016 Uh, and then we have ads all the way down at the bottom. Um, Bing still has ads at the top on the side and at the bottom so Bing is kind of this uh, bastardized version of of things right now but you can still win business there. Um, And so it's a pay-per-click model so in essence anytime someone clicks on that and it's a legitimate click then, then yes, the advertiser is is um, is charged for that. Um, you know, it could be ten cents a click. It could be twenty five dollars a click. It just depends on the industry and the and so service product that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Typically, your your most expensive industries are your traditional, um, you know, uh, finance related attorneys. I should say in order as attorneys finance. Uh, so finance, banking, healthcare, if you think of those big ones, insurance. Mm-hmm. Those tend to be the, the biggies in terms of budgets, cost per click. Um, but then you get down into smaller stuff and you might be a couple bucks a click or five dollars a click. Um, and that might seem like a lot. Like, oh my god, every time someone clicks on that. But you really have to look at the volume of things and um, if we're regionally or geographically limited and we target maybe, in this case, maybe it's only Grand Rapids, Michigan, mm-hmm. or we're targeting hotbeds. Maybe we're going after a tech sector and we want to focus on Austin, Texas. Or or uh, get up into the Bay Area and the Valley and we only want to target that area. Or mm-hmm. L.A. Um, in high fashion or something like that. We can go that specific Um and it's a very much i want to buy i'm looking for so so the paid search side and search in general is all intent driven mm-hmm. we're all programmed very much to go to google and ask questions and go to google and seek answers and and really what the ad provides us is is a way in which to pay to play in that market be positioned where we want to be positioned and and really try and guide people in a in a better Better method, and and really, um, a user doesn't care. Um, a lot of people be like, "Oh my God, I don't click on those ads." Well, you might be atypical in that, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're in the industry or in the business. Odds are, no, you probably don't. Just like any any advertiser, anybody in an ad in an ad agency is gonna say, "Well, hell, I don't click on those." Well, no kidding, you don't. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, in a, you're an atypical user. Right. But but a typical user, yes, clicks on that. Right. You know, sixty percent of highly intent. Search highly intent-driven searches will result in an ad click, so they work, and and a user doesn't care if it costs you or I the advertisers a dollar or five dollars if they get the answer they want. If they get the solution, then it's a win. It's a win-win for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Because they win, and hopefully, you know, as the advertiser, we win. So, at the end of the day, the user doesn't care as long as you're. Crafting the message properly, sending them to things that are relevant and and down the line. So basic marketing
0: principles. Right. Having that common sense as discussed earlier. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think common sense goes a very, very long way. In general. Uh, In general. And and, and now. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And and certainly um, in the online space. Right. Just because uh, I think there's a lot of times things are done to just overshadow and overpower when, when at the end of the day, People just want a simple solution, again, answer to their question, provide me with what I want right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to buy from you, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't do that, and I'm going to go down the road. Right. So, yeah.
0: So you said a legitimate click. <laughs> so that's what – can you maybe yeah. elaborate on that a little bit? Because yeah. I feel like to, if to not – to, like you said, to not the atypical user, mm-hmm. if it, a click's a click, right? Yeah, so it's just the same thing.
1: Yeah, there's certain factors that go into it. Uh, there's even factors that are un- unbeknownst to us um, that, that go into it where Google might call it spam. Mm-hmm. And you know certain actions happen or they see the ad just gets constantly pinged and hit over and over again. There's a level of spam filtering that happens there. So there is a little bit of a myth in there that some people are like, ah, how many of those are bots and get hit by that? And it's like, well... The same thing could be said for display ads. The same thing could be said for Facebook ads. So you know, do you want to sit here and be a skeptic of digital advertising in general right. and web traffic users or do you want to actually realize and look at hard numbers and facts and say, oh wow, it produced a positive ROI because it was managed properly right?" and, and the strategy was set up as so or pivoted when it needed to and, and continue to do that and move forward, you right. know. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely a level of spam that's going to come with it. I mean, we've see we see it in billings and accountings all the time. It's like, oh, we got a credit back of ten dollars because there was, there were fraudulent clicks. Right. Thanks, Google. Thanks <laughs> for che- You know, thanks for catching that. You know. So, um, but at the end of the day, if it's producing a positive ROI and whatever we have defined as the conversion and and everything, then, you know the isn't the world gonna be a better place? Right? right. So I mean,
0: people can be skeptics about everything, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Mean? yeah. You but could it, say any, anything in ju- I mean, you could say mm-hmm. anything even on print day. Like there's no way to even know where things are. Yeah, no, I time. mean
1: and and as a as kind of a you know, living living my professional career in the digital space for, for almost fifteen years, um, I'm not gonna sit here and say the traditional means don't work. I mean, case in point of our earlier discussion on right. on client who had a nationally televised piece that wasn't an ad right right okay so I just have a hard time justifying in my mind as a as a digital marketer first and foremost Mm -hmm. that you're gonna you're gonna sell me a billboard based on how many people drive by it because if I drove if I sold um, PPC campaigns based on the number of people that just potentially saw it right. and never took action, then I'm just selling based on an impression campaign. I'm not there. You know, that's pretty difficult to try and monetize and show return on that. So, yeah. um, but again, not to say the display or outdoor doesn't, you know, that, that outdoor display doesn't work. Right. It's just, what's the action?
0: <laughs> right. I think, and I think that even people can think about in terms of uh, social mm-hmm. when you think about, and that's digital and, you know, yep. you're using it, but just saying, oh well, there's a bunch of people on Snapchat. I'm going to use Snapchat. Yeah, to no, be, I, like that's not.
1: <laughs> no, you know, and in the quick, the quick win always to the discussion for uh, B2B players is, well, LinkedIn. Let's let's advertise in in LinkedIn. Most most advertisers or companies don't have the budget to actually facilitate a LinkedIn advertising campaign properly. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking minimum buys of. You know, let's just say ten thousand yeah. dollars to get any level of support from LinkedIn. Yeah, they have promoted posts and things like that, but it, but really, we're not on LinkedIn to be sold to, right? Yeah. I mean, still, LinkedIn is a great place for professionals to network. Um, uh, maybe solicit, uh, recruit. Um, yeah, we push Black Trucks content out there all the time, right? But. Right that's really what it is at the at the end of the day. Um so everybody gets hung up on it as the place to advertise B2B and and really what we forget is is businesses are made up of humans and I feel like I've been consistently talking about this kind of in the fourth quarter of of 2016 here is that it really should be human to human, right? Isn't right. this isn't this like H to H marketing? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, is can somebody do something on H to H marketing? Well, yeah, that's what we've always done, right? Is like, I need to understand the user and who my audience is, and I need to target them. I need to target you, who's potentially going to buy from me. I don't care that you're at XYZ company.
0: Right, um, the company's not buying it. The you company, are-
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have the relationship, mm-hmm. so you have a relationship with me or with my company. And, and hopefully that relationship is positive and you're going to, you're going to buy from us. Right. Okay? Or promote
0: you on a yeah. podcast Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. So Thank just you. Just give it, you know. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So, um, I think that really needs to be taken into consideration. So when you have B2B brands that say, well, Facebook really isn't our thing. It's like, well, no, but you want to recruit people and guess where they're hanging out and wasting time while they're working for you. Yeah. Is there... They're on Facebook, or they're on Snapchat, or yeah. they're on Twitter. So you really forget who the company is. Think about the people, and you need to be in front of the people, kind of when, when they're searching or where they're when and where they're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Just again, logical principles here. Yeah,
0: like like if you want to see a human being, you would mm-hmm. go to a bar since at night, right, correct? Where people are going mm-hmm. to be at, right? <laughs> it's using, right. Again, common sense.
1: Yep, yep, but then also, you know, through through targeting, through audience targeting is really where Facebook shines, right? right? So still a cost per click play in most cases, um, but the audience targeting and filtering there is just, is just amazing because it's backed by more data than just what we provide them in Facebook. It's also backed by financial credit card data and things like that, so we can see, um, you know, yeah, I wanna target uh, 40-year-old moms, with children that are out of the house, um, or school-age children that um, you know have m- recently maybe made a donation of X number of dollars, and household income is two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or more, that's all there mm-hmm. because of big data. So thank you, big data, right? <laughs> and credit card companies, and we provide them with that detail. So that's all there some of that still has to be taken with a grain of salt, but the same thing can be said for the Google world and the Bing world and the search side of things that, you know, you could jump on my computer and completely skew my data to say, Oh wow, this user was big into, you know, snow sports and hot rods and, and search engine optimization. But then all of a sudden, well, what is this? Like what?
0: Yeah, definitely. If I was on there, this would not, you know, I don't don't
1: understand how this got jaded all of a sudden. So Mm -hmm. You, know, you have to take a little some of that with a little bit of a grain of salt. However, um, that targeting is still very, very relevant. You mm-hmm. know, so um, we got on a big rant there. And, yeah, and I there. mean,
0: that's that. Welcome to the podcast. Right, that's so predominantly
1: I, what we do. I think, a, you know, the, the other thing to, to talk about is what are those metrics that you're going to measure. So, and and I think it's important to okay, we understand the audience, we understand where we are going to. Uh, maybe advertise, well, what's the anticipated outcome? So, um, what's a goal? What's a conversion? So we're going to always ask that of our clients. And so we're going to constantly review it is what's a goal for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a goal is, like, Oh, well, I want, I want, I want to have more traffic. No, that's a, that's a vanity metric, right? Much like getting likes on Facebook. Right. Um, you know, the, so the vanity metric really is driving traffic if driving traffic results in sales or in leads, or maybe we are trying to drive traffic for various other reasons, um, then that's okay. But really what we want is we want some sort of action to happen. So it's a contact form gets filled out, it's a a white paper gets downloaded, I buy a product on an e-commerce site, something like that, some some sort of action. If we're putting dollars into this, what's coming out of it? Um, For some brands, it very much can be an awareness. Um, for others, we want something to come out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so do you, it would vary then per company always. what would come out? Always, yeah. So when people maybe are like making, working on campaigns, working on different things, but for SEO and they're, you know, they're, they're thinking about it, it's overall, it's more than just saying, oh, I want to get likes on Facebook or I want to drive people. Like, so, you know, when we start doing things like that, I know Adrian also always tells us, you know, have something... Like tangible, like have a number, mm-hmm. have something that can that can be held that you can be held accountable for, versus just like people to come here because yeah. that could mean anything, really, right? Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, it's it's even even in, on the SEO side of the fence, um, so 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 many times people just get hung up on rank. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, where are we ranking? What? Oh, we dropped from we dropped from position five to position six. <gasps> the sky is falling. End no, it's world. not. Okay, you're a you're on the first page, great. B, we haven't seen a drop mm-hmm. in organic traffic. Things are going swimmingly here. Like this is good. And oh, by the way, your your conversions from organic overall continue to increase. We need to really look at things in a, in a broader picture instead of just focusing on this one keyword phrase, mm-hmm. because one keyword phrase isn't isn't necessarily going to drive most businesses forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe sets of keywords or themes, uh, things like that will drive business forward, but. SEO, SEM is just one part of your marketing right mix, if you will, in, in more academia speak. Right. Um but but really don't get I always say like let's not get hung up too much on that. We definitely are monitoring it, right. right? To be like, oh we wow, why did we fall off the first page? You know, what happened there? That's a signal um for us to monitor and to see what's happening there, but but ultimately um, you know, if we're driving traffic and we're driving revenue or leads, um, we're happy about that. Right. Um, but but I, can, I can also understand the side that gets hung up on rank too, right? Or that gets hung up on likes. Right. You know, they perceive that as, as engagement when we know that that's not true engagement. Right. That's not including shares and comments and traffic to the site and things like that. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's, I mean... I think about, like, how I, as a consumer and as someone who would want to, you know, hopefully do something around this, mm-hmm. possibly in my future, that, you know, there's so much about me that I don't know that goes out there, you know, oh, yeah. so, like, all of my yeah. information, and then thusly thinking about, like, rank and likes and all these things, and, and, I, and I hope that, you know, anyone who's listening definitely also starts to think about those things and how mm-hmm. they, in themselves, don't bring that bias of being an atypical click, you yeah. know, things. Yeah. I, when I see something like, oh, sponsored, I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, I see mm-hmm. you, like you cannot hide from me. Um, but you know, I know my mom's always like, oh, I found all these things. And I'm like, were they just the ones in purple? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well those are sponsored, yeah, but yeah. you know, this doesn't make them bad. It just, you know, it's just, no, it,
1: it doesn't. I think, I think what the, the bad things that are out there are, are things such as, you know, clickbait. Right. Right. So there's, there's definitely, um, You know, so on the paid search side, or even doing sponsored posts in Facebook. um, But if we focus on paid search, we're we are going to be really good at writing, uh, getting a point across, and writing quick short copy. I mean, we're talking real short. Mm -hmm. Like, try and try and get someone to click on an ad for a chair, and you have let's just say 140 characters. You Mm -hmm. know, you're trying to do that in a tweet. Um, So we're really good at doing that. But then the other side of it is, well, how do we write? in-depth content that that going back to rank will rank well or fulfill um, kind of a Q&A type scenario that we that were talking about. Um, so you kind of have to wear both hats in that situation. But in the headline and, and kind of um, the title of things, you know, it's you still have to be tasteful. And, and follow some good ethics and guidelines. I mean, we, we have a lot of media companies today and news is notorious for it to write click, click, uh, clickbait. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's a horrible, I just think that's a horrible practice, you know? (laughs) Right. So, uh, I mean, we're all drawn to dirty laundry. Um, but we don't have to, we don't have to like accentuate that and, and make it, uh, um. Something grander than it than it actually is to get people to click on it.
0: So right, absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Do yeah, you, you're welcome. Thank you, you for having me. Do you have anything parting that you want to make sure people know? Maybe people who are who have just graduated this past weekend, or maybe <laughs> are going <laughs> to be graduating, <laughs> <laughs> that they should you know, if they're coming into a business that you know that maybe you see a lot of mistakes happening or anything, some less advice for anyone.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, congratulations right. for, for those who have recently <laughs> you <made> graduated. It. <laughs> yes. Uh, step one. Uh, step two, hopefully you have the the job figured out. Um, (laughs) any, any types of mistakes or things that you're seeing or observations, I mean, um, you know, don't, don't sit idly. Um, and maybe that's me being, uh, me being a business owner and having respect for that and, and my team being able to call things out. Um, you know, everybody's like, Hey, let's, if you see something, it's best to open your mouth and tell me about it. Um, while higher ups might not like to hear that, in the end, if if that generates a better result, I think that's good. But but also uh, be very tactful in the way that you approach it, right? Because you might be stepping on someone's toes, or that might be someone's baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And while they didn't do things optimally, um, maybe that content is there, and it just needs to be massaged a little bit to make it better. Uh, that could even be grammatical typos, things like that. You know. Right. Um, so kind of don't be afraid to speak up, but but also approach things very, very tactfully, I think, is, uh, is just kind of my sound advice for, for people. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I cool. can definitely see that in my everyday as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Good. That's good to hear that.
0: Well, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. I, I appreciate being on.
0: Thank you for joining us. Is there anywhere that people can maybe look up more about Black Truck or yeah. you or anything?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely check out blacktruckmedia.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Black Truck Um, you can follow myself, uh, at Dodge JD, uh,
0: both there and Instagram. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks for listening to PR hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.